Happy almost Thanksgiving. We are there. The prep is underway. Gosh, I have looked at photos as part of recipes for cooking a turkey breast since that's what I have. I've never done this before. It'll be my first time cooking a turkey breast at all, but my first time cooking a turkey on my own. I've done it in the past with family. I've never done it on my own. And I guess the good news is if it's terrible, no one else has to be disappointed. It'll just be me. <laughs> Trying to decide uh, if if I need to have a backup plan. I guess there will be potatoes and pumpkin pie if the turkey turns out uber dry or just isn't good at all. I love turkey, though, and it's so good when it's juicy and moist still. Oh, my gosh. Oven roasted turkey or, a, you know, the turkey that you get on Thanksgiving is so delicious when cooked correctly. So I really want to do this. I feel like this is this is a goal that is attainable for me, but also could go horribly wrong. (laughs) I'm much more confident to my baking skills. The pumpkin pie will be perfection. Perfect pumpkin pie. Maybe not so much with the turkey. We'll see. I've had some baking miscues where I've had to start over. Uh, Let's hope that's not the case with the turkey since I only have one. We'd love to know your favorite recipes, whether to make or to eat, On this Thanksgiving holiday, get this one on Twitter, yams, always yams. (laughs) And then our friend Matthew, potatoes, period, mashed, period. Actually, I agree with you, Matthew, but I prefer them smashed with skins on. I'm a big fan of potatoes, skins, or potatoes with the skins on. I eat almost all of my vegetables uh, with the skin still on. For instance, cucumbers, love to eat the cucumbers. I'm trying to think what else I eat with skins on that I actually prefer that way. Not fruit so much. I don't eat the orange rind or the lemon rind, although we do use it for zesting. I don't eat the mango rind. Nope. I peel the fruit or I cut the the rind and the skins off the fruit, but I keep it on the vegetables a lot of time. Um, So I think I'll do that with the potatoes as well. But yeah, I could use a little help. Little help, little help. <laughs> if you have any suggestions about roasting my turkey breast on Twitter, A Law Radio, you can answer our question and also send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. That's on Twitter as well, plus our Facebook page after hours with Amy Lawrence. We've got one hour left to vote for the after hours Monday MVP, and this hour will reveal the candidates for TD of the week. We're going to have QB news as well. We'll do that about an hour from now just because we've got some updates on injuries as well as the quarterback change that so many Jets fans have been clamoring for. Be careful what you wish for. We'll see how it works out. And no, it's not Aaron Rodgers. That one is going to have to wait maybe till next season. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. We love Micah Parsons around here. And while the Cowboys get a relatively easy-peasy win against the Carolina Panthers, I do like the fact that they didn't let up. I do like the fact that they went into this game and treated it the same as they would if it were a contender. That is the sign of a maturing team, one that doesn't get beat by lesser opponents, right? So you don't let your guard down around lesser opponents. The gaudy... Highlight for the defense against the Panthers was Deron Bland's 
sixth, sixth, his pick six, his fourth of the season, which ties a regular season record. We'll see whether or not he can eclipse that. But Micah Parsons was also right there in the mix. And I I guess I don't pay much attention to what critics say. I really, eh. when it comes to social media, when it comes to analysts, that kind of thing, I, I generally tend to do my own work. And so I prefer not to listen to a lot of other talking heads, a lot of other sports radio anchors and hosts only because I know that I need to form my own opinions before I can be listening to anybody else's. I don't want my opinions to be changed or colored or shaped by what someone else says. So I try to watch on my own, not try to, I watch on my own. I form my own opinions first. So a lot of times I stay away from the opinions of others. So I didn't even know this. But apparently Micah Parsons was accused of not having a gaudy game or the type of game that he should, not having as great an impact the week before. And so apparently against the Panthers, he decided that he would make a statement. They said I had added motivation, uh, quiet people from our standards last week. Quiet people. And I would say, yeah, like, obviously I was not, happy about how I played and things like that and just other factors. But, you know, for me, it was just about being locked in and focused and not having that come again. And then just, you know, there's always some naysayers when they always want to, you know, they always want to raise up more of your failures and what you're not doing than what you're actually doing and um, competing. So uh, you, it's always good to put, you know, some hush to the music. You feel me? I do. Actually, that's the edge with Micah Parsons. And he makes a great point. You always get more attention for the negative. Well, most of the time, especially when it comes to critics, for obvious reason, analysts, social media to be sure, even sports radio, we see that it's always easier to get a lot of reaction when the storylines are negative, kind of sadly. And so Micah did go out there and... Have a huge statement. Two and a half sacks. I think I mentioned that on last night's show. We didn't spend a lot of time on Cowboys-Panthers. But two and a half sacks for Micah in his game on Sunday. And now he's up to 10 on the season. Now he's not tops in the NFL. Because we have Miles Garrett. Who some of you wrote in as the Monday MVP. Which I appreciate. He's now sitting on 13 sacks. Which leads the NFL. He leapfrogs over Daniil Hunter, who's at 12 sacks. TJ Watts, 11 and a half. Khalil Mack is right in there as well at 11. So, yeah, you're getting some of the best players in the league who are able to pad their stats and and get to the QBs. And I honestly think that there's a the big reason, one of the big reasons why is because we've got so many inexperienced quarterbacks. So we're seeing a ton of guys who are already in double digits when it comes to sacks. And yeah, again, I think that is in large part due to the fact that with younger quarterbacks, they don't get rid of the football as quickly. They can't recognize or read the defense as well. That's something that you learn with experience, and there's no shortcut in that position. 
Max Crosby's already in double figures. Kayvon Thibodeau for a, a woeful Giants team, though the defense has worked its tail off. Then you got a bunch of other guys who are already sitting on nine and a half sacks and just waiting for the opportunity to bust through into double digits. But yeah, the more rookie quarterbacks that start, the more young QBs that start, welcome back Desmond Ritter, the more you're going to see these stat numbers get padded. Let's talk to Paul, who's in Massachusetts. Paul, welcome to After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Happy Thanksgiving, Amy. I got a perfect thing for you. Put a little light cold mayonnaise on your turkey breast, cook it upside down, and put it in a paper bag and staple a paper bag. The bag doesn't burn. The turkey will be mouth-watering. And then saute, uh, brown up the bacon, saute chunks of smoked ham with caramelized onion seasoning, and you put that aside with smoked gruden and put that on your mashed potatoes. It will melt in your mouth. <laughs> well, I... I appreciate the bag recipe. I've actually done that before. I thought it was great. The turkey was very moist, but there is not a snowball's chance in hell that I'm putting mayo anywhere near my turkey. Negative. I don't do mayo. I hear you. Martha Stewart did it, and it browns up. But I'll tell you what, Amy, what we will do is this. Tonight's game and last night's Wilson's Revenge and Mile High, these two games two nights in a row, are awesome. The only difference between tonight's game and the Super Bowl is the price of the commercials. But this game... No, no, no. Hold, hold, hold on. I'm sorry. Did they hand out a Vince Lombardi after this one? Uh, no. No. Boy, there's a, there, No, don't. Doozy. Come on. No, no, no. You don't. I get that the Eagles played really well. I'm impressed with what they did. But do not say that the only difference is whatever it is that you said. You lost me at the only difference. They did not win a championship. Yeah, they're not a Super Bowl team. This was a regular season game, and it was played in Kansas City, not on neutral territory. Uh-uh. They don't award any trophy for a regular season game. So I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Fair enough. But it was exciting. This is the weird part. This should be known as the political game. It just had so many flip-flops. There's the first half, which imagine Kansas City had 121 running yards against the number one defense. That's the most they've given up all year. And then they stuffed them on third down three times. The first two were sacks. Combined magical Mahomes and his Houdini hand at the end of the first half, I'm thinking, you know, this isn't going to be such a close game after all. And then the second half factor where they have goose eggs in the second half, right. hard to believe. Again. The lowest, again, I thought no point to the second half, Amy. This is like, like Vegas is scratching their head going, what's going on here? And it wasn't that the Eagles necessarily won the game. It's as you all and everyone saw, Mahomes is dropping dimes in their hand at five drops. Clearly, Kelsey's worn out from Taylor. He got knocked out, and, the, and with the ball knocked out of his hand, and then he kept dropping it. Okay, don't be, dude, don't, it's, don't it's be inappropriate. Paul, don't be inappropriate. Yeah. That's icky. And it has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. That That's also I stupid. I, and I'm joking, but it's just okay, uh, ironic the way they kept dropping the ball. It's hard to come away with a definitive uh, angle, except we won't see a game like that again where they keep dropping the ball, I hope, because the well, Eagles shouldn't expect they, that second time. They lead the league in drops, so it's not like we haven't seen it before from the Chiefs. Yeah, I know, but five in one game at key moments at the end of the game? I mean, come on, who were they using a tractor beam? Did you write these things down? No, I just spontaneously come up with them. And if you okay. burn your turkey, your dog will love it, I guarantee you. No, oh my gosh, Penny does not eat people food. Uh, Aussies have notoriously weak stomachs. Not a good idea. 
<laughs> okay, no, I'm not dog sitting then. What did you think of the way they had no points in the second half, third game in a row? How do you explain that? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, for this team, there shouldn't be any type of worries about pressure or or pressing or getting tight or anything like that. Um, it just seems as though in the second half is when they tend to get undisciplined. It does makes no sense because they're experienced, they're veterans for the most part. Yeah, you 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 have guys that have won Super Bowls, multiple Super Bowls, and I will give credit. The defense has continued to play extremely well. Um, and maybe stealing some of that thunder from the offense, but it's been a combination: penalties, drops, and of course uh, the, the turnover. I mean, the and Patrick Mahomes, his was in the first half, but it was in the end zone. Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey fumbling the ball away. What was on the seven yard line? Uh, that middle of the second half that was also devastating for them. So yeah, it just seems like in the second half they lose the momentum. And again, it's not because they don't have veterans or leaders or good coaching. It's just it's weird. Wicked, wicked, weird. And Amy, this is the wishbone of the year for this holiday turkey. Imagine Hunter, the captain of Minnesota. He leads the he second lead in sacks, averages ten, of best five years in a row. Amy, he had one, two, three. Four sacks in four years at LSU, which is impossible. One a year, you can't get any lower. And now he's destroying people. How do you explain that? Oh, I think a lot of it has to do with, A, your coaching, B, your fitness, C, staying healthy. Uh, You also have to be in a good system with good people around you where you've got someone else who's attracting maybe double teams or more of the work. And then just the motor, his work ethic, he deserves a ton of credit to be that consistent. That's awesome. He gets the A-plus greatest turnaround. Have you ever seen the no-blitz blitz when Minnesota runs six people in knowing they can only cover five and leaves a man wide open? Is that something new or has that been going on? Oh, no, that's that's been going on. It's, it's send the house. You send the house. Excellent. Happy holidays, CBS. It's going to be a doozy. We got the Boston Bruins and the Celtics number one and hell on wheels in New England Patriots. Are we going to win any more games, or are we going to get stuck at two? I don't know who we is, um, but I I would think that, yes, the Patriots will win again before the end of the season. Thank you, Paul. Good to talk to you. Let's talk to Joe, who's in Birmingham. Welcome to After Hours, Joe. Amy, Amy, I got you all fixed up for your turkey. (laughs) Okay. Charbroil makes this oilless turkey fryer called the Big Easy. My son has been cooking our turkey in it since he was 16 years old. Wow. It, it cooks in half the time, and it tastes just like it was deep fried. And you said it's charbroiled? Char- charbroiled makes it, and it's called the Big Easy. Oh, uh, well, I already have a turkey. I've got to cook the one I've got. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, first off, you might not be able to find it since it's so close to Thanksgiving. But that would be the best investment you can make is is make my charm roll called the Big Easy. Oh, And all you do is just take your turkey, drop it in this little basket, and then just turn your butane tank on, and about an hour and a half, two hours later, your turkey's done, and it tastes just like it was deep fried. Oh, well, that's awesome. I appreciate that, but I've got one that I've got to cook, so maybe I'll try that another year. (laughs) Yeah, once you do it the first time, you'll keep doing it that way. All right, sir. Well, I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. Hey, and good luck with your win. I used to listen to you when I was night shift, but now I just get off at 2 o'clock, and it's good to hear you, and congratulations on you getting married. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. 
Have a good one. <laughs> you too. You know what? I understand it's a thing. Um, I've, I know I've encountered many people over the course of my life who deep fry their turkeys. I'm not a deep fryer. I like mine in the oven roasted. Um, so I've never had a deep fried turkey. I'm sure that as long as the the juices are locked into the actual meat, it's delicious. You can just take off the skin if you don't want the fried part. But I've never actually fried one. I prefer them uh, roasted. I've never had it either, actually. I've only heard of nightmare stories of people that it, they can explode. Like if you put it into the, the deep fryer and it's not, you don't like do it carefully, they they literally can burn houses down. It's okay, scary. that sounds yeah. amazing. I'm Obviously not amazing. No. I can't imagine losing your house over a cooking accident. That's crazy. I'm looking up this thing that Joe recommended, the uh, the charbroil turkey cooker. It's, it's It looks like a nice device, but it's a little expensive for, I think it only cooks turkeys. That's how it? How many times do you cook a full turkey in a year? Just Maybe one? two, three times. Maybe. No, some people do turkeys at Christmas as well. Every now and then we'll do a turkey at Christmas. So a couple years ago... I'm trying to think if, uh, I don't remember what happened at Thanksgiving, but we weren't together and I didn't get a real Thanksgiving meal, something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Anyway, we ended up doing a turkey on Christmas Day. So on, or, or the day after, on uh, Christmas Eve, we do the Italian meal with the seven fishes. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes, depending on how many of us there are, we stop at five. But anyway, we do a lot of fishes. There's a lot of fishes. <laughs> Seafood and fish, but we also did a turkey because we didn't have one for Thanksgiving. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm big into the turkey, but I can't imagine making a full one more than a couple times a year. No, that's that's from seeing where this device. Like, I really don't see any other functionality for it other than just cooking a large turkey, which is just strange. What about a large chicken? I don't think it'll. I don't know why. Why would a chicken can be the ex- well probably a little bit smaller, but too small. Looking at no, the you, shape of the you device. Can, oh, so you have to have a certain number of pounds for your turkey? Just what I'm I haven't done a deep dive into the into the reviews or research yet, but just my quick glance as a, as a consumer, I'm not seeing anything more than I can just make turkeys with this thing. Huh. What about a ham? I would love to make a ham in it, but I don't think it'll work. <laughs> Jay, I love that you're just off the cuff with that, even though you have no idea what this thing is. No clue. It's a contraption, and you have no idea. It's, <laughs> it looks it looks complicated a little bit. Everything that has to do with cooking looks complicated to you. Mm, also true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work in one more. Joey's in Colorado Springs. Joey, welcome to After Hours. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. So, I... Um, first of all, I just want to say my favorite Thanksgiving food is obviously pumpkin pie. Woo-hoo! No wrong with pumpkin pie. Right. And when I was a kid, I, I don't know if you know what Costco is, but I had, a, we, there was a giant pumpkin pie from Costco and I just ate the whole, I spooned the whole thing without the family looking and everyone was so mad. Oh dear. So you guys don't do homemade, you do Costco? No. That was one year. My aunt and my sister love making pumpkin pies. Gotcha, they're gonna make go. a, like, they're gonna make a bunch of pies this year. But um, I wanted to just say that I think the Chiefs are frauds, one hundred percent, especially this year. I mean, they lead the league in drop passes, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, they just look. They look. I think it's because they lost their OC. Honestly, 
uh, Eric Bieniemy, of course, now with the Washington Commanders as not just their OC, but the assistant head coach. It's interesting that you say that because I don't know how much longer he's going to have a job. Um, the, the Ron Rivera tenure may soon be coming to an end in Washington, and it's likely that if he gets fired, his entire coaching staff does too. It's not automatic, but it generally happens that way that very few coaches are retained. So I don't know if Eric Bieniemy will be a free agent when this season is done, especially with new ownership. It it kind of looks like they may clean house. Um, and Andy Reid does call the plays, but I do agree with you that you remove someone as as much with as much tenure and experience out of a system where you are going to have some changes. You are going to have maybe some some wrinkles, some speed bumps, if you will. And Eric Bieniemy was with them for a long time. You know he. He had the ear of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and some of the others. And so you make a good point. There could be – now, at this point in the season, you would think they settled in. But there absolutely could be some some fallout and some r- rougher stretches because of the transition. So that's a good point. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to say this. I think, like – and I know we're talking about the Chiefs here, but I just want to say – I think the Broncos have a shot of winning the division if the Chiefs keep playing this way. Because I, I, I mean, the Broncos. I mean, I just, I just think that the Chiefs look like it. It's pretty obvious what the Chiefs like to do: pass the ball deep downfield to whoever's down there, and or pass the ball to to, um, to Kelsey. But if you can cover Kelsey, you have you force you force Mahomes out of the pocket the offense becomes anemic. Like, they can't do anything unless, and like, you can't rely on the quarterback to carry your team. It's not I'm sorry, have you seen Patrick Mahomes play? Or are we talking about the same guy? No, no. What I'm saying is, like, if you can, yes, Patrick Mahomes is very electric. He, he is amazing with his legs. But if you, if you can shut down Kelsey and just continue to blitz him, you're eventually going to be able to stop him. Uh, so I am going to disagree with you there. I don't know whether or not the Chiefs end up winning the division, although they still have a healthy lead. I don't know whether or not they get back to the Super Bowl. That all remains to be seen. I'm not telling you they're going to win anything at this point. But what I will say is that Patrick Mahomes is brilliant when he is uh, eluding defenders, when he's extending plays, when he is having to creatively improvise on, on foot. I, I mean, we've seen that his entire tenure in the NFL. The thing is, he's not fast, but he's he's got a great lower half, so he's very balanced. He can throw on the run even when he's got awkward angles, or we've even seen him shovel with his left hand. I mean, this guy, his brain works so quickly. He's very instinctual as well and super creative on the run. He is one of the harder quarterbacks in the NFL uh, to to defend because of that. And so I disagree with you there. I also see him raise the level of play of everybody else around him. When you do lock down on Travis Kelsey, and Travis is great at finding seams and finding openings, generally Mahomes can turn even the most middling receivers into what appear to be all pros. Now they do have a lot of drops, I'll give you that, but uh, Patrick has taken an, an almost entirely new group of receivers in the last year and a half and has you know, has obviously won a Super Bowl and an MVP award, and they are still seven and three. We're not talking about a, a crappy team here. No, and I'm not. I'm not. And I will. I'm. I'm a diehard Broncos fan, but I will say Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback in the entire league. Mm-hmm. I just think that if you can, like, if you can, if you can cover Kelsey 
and stop and stop the run game and force them out of the pocket. Eventually, teams are going to figure out we can just we can just you know have like like all out blitz packages. That's what's going to stop them is all out blitzes. Mm. Well, they did have 168 yards rushing today or tonight. I I do think Isaiah Pacheco is a really good runner and. I don't know if I agree with you there, but we'll see. We'll see what happens moving forward. Um, there's plenty of tape on Patrick Mahomes. It's not like teams haven't figured it out. It's just that he's so creative with the football in his hands that he comes up with stuff we've never seen before. <laughs> All right, cool. Joey, good to talk to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you so much. Uh, Broncos, obviously, one of the hottest teams in the league, starting at 1-5 and five and now 5-5. Five and five. We talked about them on our last show. I'm running way late, so I apologize to producer Jay, who's breaking out in highs right now. Uh, on Twitter, A Law Radio. On our Facebook page, too, we'll give you the candidates for TD of the Week. Coming up next, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. <laughs> It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Made a guy miss. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Stops the center something into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Dallas Cowboys. From the 25 play action, Young throws the ball. Intercepted at the 30-yard line. Coming down the left side is Bland. Catch at the five. He did it again. He did it again. Unbelievable. What he is doing. Undercut the first down pass, and Deron Bland said, I don't think I've scored in about two weeks. Oh, man. The Green Bay Packers. Second down and eight, Green Bay at the Los Angeles 24. Packers trending by four. Under three minutes to go in the game. Love goes no huddle, takes the snap. He has time. He's Lost got the left him. side. Dobbs is there. Leaping grab. Touchdown. Touchdown. In the left corner of the end zone. Oh, what a throw from Jordan Love to Romeo Dobbs. And they beat Michael Davis for the lead score. It's 22 to 20. The Detroit Lions. First and goal from inside the one for the Lions. They trail by five. Looking to take the lead here late. Goff is going to work out of the gun. Montgomery to his right. Jared leans in, takes the snap, hands to Montgomery. Heads down to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. They've got the lead back. David Montgomery against his former team and the Lions. What a comeback. What a comeback. The Denver Broncos. All-out blitz on the way. Get it up, Russ. Russ throws the ball to the end zone. It is caught. His eighth red zone touchdown of the year. 15-yard touchdown, Wilson to Sutton. He went up over Makai Blackman. And the Broncos with 63 seconds left are in front of the Vikings 21-20. Oh, such great material to work with in week 11. So we didn't have the six 
games that were settled by leap around or walk-off field goals, if you will. But we had some go-ahead and game-winning scores in the late stages. It was a lot of fun to watch this weekend in the NFL. And those are your candidates for TD of the week, though there are others. The Steelers with Jalen Warren goes, what was it, 74 yards for a score? Uh, the Khalil Shakir touchdown was phenomenal as well. So, yeah, it's kind of a bummer when we have to leave out some uh, that cause our jaws to drop open. But these are game winners as well as the Dallas Cowboys. Deron Bland with his fourth pick six of the season. So that's the call with Brad Sham on Cowboys Radio. Jordan Love to Romeo Dobbs with the go-ahead touchdown. For the Packers over the Chargers, happened with two and a half minutes to go. And then Green Bay is able to follow it up with a fourth down stop. That's Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. The Lions were trailing in the fourth quarter by double figures. And they had a pair of quick scoring drives in the final five minutes. Not to mention that Aiden Hutchinson safety, but... Montgomery, the revenge game, if you will. The David Montgomery revenge game against his former team, the Bears. Dan Miller with the call on Lions Radio. And finally, saving what I think was uh, the best game winner until last, Cortland Sutton. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Cortland Sutton pushing off. Getting a running start and pushing off almost like he is a pole jumper or a, a triple jumper and is able to get up and over the top of the defense, stretches out to his left and hauls in the ball from Russell Wilson. But yeah, it was a good weekend for the highlight reels. You can vote on Twitter after our CBS or on our Facebook page. Uh, and while you're there, also send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. We're doing early Thanksgiving edition, since we won't be here for the hump show, you can find uh, that bright orange box with the yellow thought bubble up now. Uh, Easy to find and engage with us on social media. Again, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, we also have a YouTube channel. We will have some new material on YouTube coming up before Christmas time. And I will have a new blog post actually that I will drop on Tuesday. Drop is such a funny word. It's it's very hip. I'm not hip. It will be posted on Thursday. It will be shared on Thursday uh, because I'm just about done with it. But taking off the rest of the week and and actually staying home, I suppose you could call that my Thanksgiving staycation uh, since plans were changed at the last second. But I am looking forward to it. Some of you are sending me your advice for a turkey breast. And then we get a caller on the phone who wants me to just get rid of my turkey breast and go do something completely different, which I'm not doing. Um, I don't know if I can find a paper bag, though. When was the last time you saw a paper bag anywhere? They don't exist anymore, especially in just in the New York, New Jersey area. They're well, not, plastic they're bags are not allowed to use anymore in New York, New Jersey, and some other states around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen a paper bag anywhere either. Even though like, the paper bags I'm thinking from like the supermarket, they're all they're not like the real paper bags. I feel like anymore. You know what I mean? Well, they sell canvas bags. If that were right, if that, they have those. But right, the ones that they have, like the the paper ones, are they just fall apart? They're like hmm. most of them are recycled. <laughs> Which is gr- fine, but they don't really work. They don't work. So do you take, ca- you don't go grocery shopping. Well, do, I, do you I, take I, canvas bags? No, I, I did last weekend. I went to the supermarket and I didn't bring a canvas bag and they didn't give me any bags at the checkout. So I'm walking to my car. I used the car, but then when I got back to my house, 
I have to bring everything in just one by one, just carrying, you know, random bottle of soda, stuff over there, stuff over here. You carried one item at a time? I started, well, I tried the best <laughs> I could, but if I had the bags, I try to do it all in one shot, of course. Uh-huh. But with, without the bags, it's kind of just, you know, it's not as easy. You could have bought canvas bags at the store, I bet. Probably. Maybe if, what, was this your car? My car, I was yeah. I going to say, if it, was your, if it was another family member's car, I bet there would have been canvas bags in the car. <laughs> yeah, likely. I keep mine in there, actually, just because I always forget to put them back in the car. Uh, and so a couple days after I go grocery shopping, it usually takes a couple days for them to get back in the car. <laughs> but uh, once I got them in there, I know I'm good to go. Yeah, I actually ran to the grocery store. As tired as I was on Monday morning after the show, I made myself stop at the grocery store because I knew that it, I would not do it on Tuesday morning. Uh, being out the rest of the week, there's a good chance, uh, not just a staycation for me, but Princess Leia may not move from where she is parked in my driveway from Tuesday morning until Friday morning. That, my friends, is a staycation. You do not have to use the car. Oh, my gosh. I've got a really long list of items that have to be done. Well, items of uh, tasks that have to be done for pre-wedding now that we're inside of a month to go, as well as just regular household stuff, trying to get ready for the holidays and and to be gone for 18 days. Yeah, there's a lot to do. So it'll be a staycation. I'll work in some naps, but there's also (laughs) a lot to do, a pumpkin pie to bake as well as a turkey to roast. I'm going to go roast in the oven. I'm going to have to look for some recipes online. You guys have given me some ideas. Some of them, I like them, but I'm going to need some hard and fast recipes because I can't just be roasting a turkey with mayo or some such nonsense like a guy suggested earlier. Didn't love that. There there will be no even scent of mayo near my turkey. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little bitty, too. He's pretty cute. I think he's only about five and a half pounds. A little baby turkey? Do you think, well, he's just a breast. Do you think I could eat an entire five pounds of turkey? I think so. In one sitting? In the right environment. In one sitting, there's also potatoes, and I'm going to make a salad, too. Mm. How sad is that? I'm going to have my little <laughs> my Thanksgiving dinner on a tray in front of the TV. Wait, please tell me there's a Star Wars marathon. That's all I need. There should be. If there or, or Die Hard. I could watch a Die Hard marathon with my that, Thanksgiving turkey that since it kind of kicks off Christmas. And, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. 100%. Huh. What else? What should, what should I watch on? What can I watch on TV that goes with my football? <laughs> couple years ago, <laughs> that's true. Football. Eh. Couple years. I'm just kidding. Couple years ago, I actually did a Super Bowl party spread on my own. So I made buffalo chicken dip, dip in the crock pot, and I was really proud of myself. And I had my own spread, and I took a photo of it and sent it to my family. <laughs> it was nice. yeah, it was on a tray in the living room with me as I was watching Super Bowl pregame. But I can't imagine taking a photo of my sad little turkey on a tray. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I feel like you're going to do it up tastefully. It's gonna. I'm going to try. I, I, f- I think it's going to go nice. Thankfully, if the turkey is awful, I will still have potatoes and pumpkin pie and salad. I'll still have salad. It won't be awful. <laughs> All right. We'll see. I love your confidence in me. <laughs> it's my first time ever cooking a turkey by myself. So I decided I would just start with the turkey breast. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours podcast. <laughs> Calls out signals. Takes the snap. 
back to throw. Steps up under pressure, runs out of the sack, then lobs it, and it's intercepted by Isaiah Simmons. Running down the left sideline. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Giants! Isaiah Simmons with the pick six to end it with 16 seconds to go. Third interception by Howell, and the Giants take out the broom. They're sweeping Washington again. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On Giants Radio, it was a banner weekend for the New York Giants and Tommy DeVito especially. A local New Jersey guy who is still living at home, according to our internet search, making $44,000 a week. Good for him. He was an undrafted free agent, undrafted rookie, played his ball at Syracuse, played his high school football in northern New Jersey, and got his opportunity because of injuries to both Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. He'd had touchdowns before, but the performance on Sunday against the Commanders, well, that's something to remember forever. Not only did he get sacked nine times, I wonder how he's feeling 24 hours later. Not only did he get sacked nine times by the Commanders, imagine if they'd still had Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Oi. But he throws three touchdown passes, and the Giants get a great win. And in large part, that's because the Giants' defense was also up for the challenge and picked off Sam Howell three times. It was not just the three interceptions, though, to be fair. There were six turnovers by the commanders. It's going from bad to worse in Washington, which is why the questions persist uh, to Ron Rivera and about Ron Rivera. And he sounds resigned to me. Maybe it's resignation because of the questions, or maybe it's resignation because he knows what's coming. With the new ownership in D.C., with the fact that they have a track record for being aggressive in pursuit of wins and titles, think about it. Josh Harris has the the ownership of the Sixers as well as the New York Islanders, not Islanders, sorry, uh, New Jersey Devils, right? And those two teams, well, we know about the Sixers. He's been aggressive. It hasn't worked yet, but they're he's trying. And also with the Devils, the way that they have put together a contending team. They're not going to stand for it. Mediocrity is not their MO. This ownership group, it also features Magic Johnson. They're going to make changes. They already have. And I'm not sure if this is rock bottom, but heading into their game against the Cowboys, you can imagine there's a lot of pressure, a lot of tension around that locker room. And Ron Rivera, every time there's a microphone in front of his face, is getting asked, how do you keep this out of your day-to-day preparations? How do you focus on what's to come? I try to focus on the Cowboys um, and just take it one day at a time. I mean, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is I'm more concerned about them. I'm more concerned about the coaches than I'm about anything else. Um, I've been through this before. I understand what it takes. I understand what you have to deal with. I understand what your responsibilities are. That's the beauty of this is I've been through it. So what I try to do is just focus in on what's important today, and that's really just preparing to get ready for uh, for Dallas. Mm-mm. If the commanders lost to the Giants the way they did, I can't imagine how much worse it could get against Dallas. Now, Sam Howell and the turnovers, they were a major issue. Okay, so 
if they don't do that against Dallas, it it might not be so lopsided. The thing is, Dallas is a is an aggressive defense that is constantly ball hawking and is looking for takeaways. So is it difficult not to think about what the future holds? I'm confident and comfortable in, in, in who I am and what I do. I've been through enough. Oh. You know, the, the last three and a half years has not been easy. Anybody thinks it's been easy, you know, to hell with them. And I'll be honest with you, because that's how I feel about those last three years. It's been a lot. We've done a lot. Uh, we've had our moments. Um, but, you know, it, it, the, the thing that feels good is, at the end of the day, the questions that need to be asked, is the culture better? And have we found the quarterback? That's all I can control. I control what I can, can, and that's the way I'm going to look at it. Our guys will show up. Our guys will play hard. Uh, we'll play to the very bitter end, just like we did last year, and we'll see what happens. You know that in the last three and a half years, not only has he been the head coach of the Washington Commanders with everything that they've gone through, the ownership change, of course, the accusations in the front office, the different quarterbacks, but also he beat cancer. So take his word for it. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. 